Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to the show. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. And I'm so glad when you are willing to take time out of your day and, and listen up and join with what we're doing. And you know, if you've been listening this week, it's all been about addictions. And so we're ending this week with a guest, which I'm very excited about. He's a, a new friend to our show, and this is Greg Struve. He has, he has started an intensive outpatient program that is Christian-based, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, he started as a family therapist at the Meadows. That's a treatment center here in Wickenburg, which is one of our more premier treatment centers. It's known internationally. And so he is very um, practiced and certainly educated in many of the trauma therapy. And when we talked about addictions, we know that many times addictions are precipitated by trauma. So he has held a position as a, a clinical director, and he was a primary therapist. Then he decided to return to what his passion was, and that's working directly with clients that are struggling with addictions and really supporting their families. So he has a master's degree in counseling from Alder Graduate School in Bloomington, Minnesota, and he is a certified somatic experiencing practitioner. So welcome to the show, Greg. Well, thank you. Thank you for having We're me. We're really glad that you're here today. I'm, I'm glad I'm here too. So Now, tell us, why don't you educate the listeners on what an IOP really oh, is? Oh, sure. So IOP is uh, short for Intensive Outpatient Program. And so an Intensive Outpatient Program works really well for folks who, um, you know, maybe once a week isn't quite going to cut it. If they're in a difficult situation with an addiction to alcohol, drugs, uh, we're also, we just we just started doing eating disorders uh, and uh, sex addiction, I think, is going to come in the next couple of weeks here. Um, if, if somebody has one of those problems and uh, one hour a week isn't, isn't probably going to do the trick, which actually is the case most of the time for people who are new to the recovery game. Um, then what they can do is work with an IOP. The other nice thing about IOPs is, generally speaking, they're covered by most private insurance companies. So that's wonderful to know. Yeah. Well, it's very it's very handy. Yes. So you, sometimes there's a bit of a copay or a, a deductible to get taken care of, but by and large, um, the insurance company will take care of the the help, and, and a lot of times too, the insurance companies will cover you know a few months of uh, really intensive therapy. And so what we do, uh, people who participate in an IOP, what they'll do is they'll meet uh, two to three times a week, do groups, and uh, the groups are, generally speaking, sorry to be a little too far away from the mic there, my bad. <laughs> That's all right. So they'll, they'll take groups um, uh, two to three times a week. The groups are three hours long, and uh, really they're more classes. than. Are, are they in the, during the day? Are they evenings, Evening mornings? times are Evening. what we do. Okay, so yeah. maybe after work. Exactly. Yeah, 6 to 9 in the evening, and I think we have one group that, that'll meet on Saturdays from 10 to 1. And it uh, just gives folks an opportunity to, to sit down with some folks who are professionals, but who are also, you know, deeply grounded in the Word and, and uh, you know, put Christ first. There are other 
there there are some pro. There, I don't know that there are any other IOPs. There are some treatment folks around the valley who do, um, you know, sort of Christ-informed counseling, which is great. Uh, it's a lot of therapy with some sort of uh, Christianity sprinkled on the top, and that's great. Um, we tried to do the opposite, where there's a, a whole lot of Jesus and uh, some therapy in there too. You know, and the, the therapies that we use are all evidence-based, um, you know, demonstrated to be effective. Um, and all professionally trained. Everybody's professionally trained. Yeah, we have a couple uh, class facilitators who are lay people as well, uh, just because there are a couple of them who are really, really sharp. But by and large, the folks, especially the folks doing individual therapy, uh, we draw from a pool of about 17 uh, different therapists that we can utilize depending on the particular issues that present themselves. So, and, and where is this located? We're right, um, right in central Phoenix uh, off uh, 17 in Peoria. 2320 West Peoria. Seattle. You're right next to my my Phoenix office. How about that? Yes. Just down the road. Yes, indeed. So tell us how, how someone would start. If they're hearing this and they're saying, you know, I either haven't done any therapy or I've tried to do groups, I've tried to do 12-step, I can't seem to get this, or I'm too afraid I don't want to go in full-time. Sure, yeah, I don't want to go to treatment, you know, do my 30 days. I don't know who'd take care of my kids, et cetera. Exactly. Yeah, and so, um, you know, you Checking out thewayrecovery.com is probably a great first step. The, the way? The way. The way recovery is the name of the facility. You know, the way being. Jesus. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the way recovery. And, uh, you know, checking out thewayrecovery.com and, and reading a little bit more or calling the telephone number on the way recovery is also um, a great way to do it. And if you do that and press uh, one for admissions, you get through to somebody. A lot of times it's me. I try to pick up that line whenever I can. So. Uh, we'll just tell you about do you, the program. Do you assess over the phone, or do you have them come in? We do an initial assessment over the phone. You know, it's, there's not any sales really attached to it. Uh, honestly, what I do is uh, uh, a lot of times I'll try to push somebody to a different direction just to make sure, you know, because uh, this is really a labor of love. This is a, a, an organization where we want people to really want to be there. You are ready and you are eager to take a step in the next, next direction. Um, because when you get a bunch of folks like that around each other, they tend to encourage each other and move everybody in the in a positive direction. So, um, you know, we'll do a little bit of an assessment on the phone just to see, hey, are we a good fit, and uh, will this work for you? And then, after that, uh, we'll verify the insurance benefits so you know what the copay will be if there's a copay, or um, uh, what the deductible will be if there's a deductible. And um, then after that, a lot of times the insurance company will ask us to do an assessment in person. We'll do an assessment in person and verify to the best of our ability. You know, the insurance companies are fun. They just kind of make up the rules as they go a lot of the time, it seems like. But to the best of our ability, we'll have a pretty good idea of what they'll cover right. by the end of our initial is, assessment. Is, there a, like, is it a three-month program? Is it as long as they need? Is, is yeah, we, we generally run it as long as the folks need. Um, I have a lot of folks, you know, if I, uh, I have a lot of folks who come in really intent on being there for a month, which I say, great. And then, uh, lo and behold, they decide to stick around for a little bit longer, uh, depending on their coverage. And a lot of times the coverage is pretty generous. Insurance companies really like IOP programs because it helps people stay away from inpatient. And inpatient is very, very expensive. Yes, indeed. And so insurance come and, and actually, um, IOPs oftentimes have better results. You know, simply because it's longer-term treatment, it's a, a group of people who are local, who you can be around, who have kind of the same stuff, who you can relate to, whereas a lot of times in an inpatient setting, um, you know, they're from all over the place. It just is a just a slightly different animal, but a, a, it can be a bit more effective. So. Well, I think it also helps because you're staying in your current life right. with the, the structure and the help of learning how to do it in your current life. If you slip, 
you come back, you get exactly. back on your feet again. You, I mean, really, truly, uh, residential, you know, true inpatient is really for people that their health is compromised. They need to, their health has to be stabilized initially. Yeah, exactly. Then they start doing all that treatment. Then they have to get back out in the real world. Right. So I think IOPs are really good for the majority of, of people that are struggling. Oh, I agree, at least to, to try at the IOP level, uh, mm-hmm. simply because, again, if you've if you spent any time at all working inpatient, which has been uh, the majority of my career before I started doing um, stuff like this, you know, you know that everything, even if you get stuff to the point where things are feeling great when you're inpatient, as soon as you leave the bubble and get back into the real world, that's when, you know, the rubber meets the road and things get kind of entertaining and, and often quite difficult. Kind of rocky. Exactly. And so if we can if we can get, um, you know, some prolonged abstinence at the IOP level, the results are a lot better. So do you then add, you know, a family night or a support, you know, the partner comes for something and... Yeah, we're definitely, uh, we don't have one of those right now, but it's something that we're, we're looking at in the near future. Uh, we're offering a, uh, going to offer a free Wednesday night family night as a part of the process. Um, and part of the education. Oh, yeah. Totally. The education is really useful. The other thing we refer to is uh, parents of addicted loved ones, uh, PAL. The PAL, yes, group, uh, yes. the PAL group is marvelous. They do such, They do great psychology. I have heard so much about them. Oh and I want to contact them because I wanted to have him on on the show as well because oh. that is really one of the most painful things. It's awful. Are, are the addicted adult children that are just failing and yeah. you can't, and it, yes. Yeah, I actually, you know, um, as a clinical director of uh, a place called Sober Way was one of the better um, yes, treatment centers I, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, in the country for a while. and. I would spend a lot of time with the families, probably even more time with the families than with the patients. And one of the things, you know, my my specialization, my postgraduate training is all in PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And very quickly I realized, you know, these people have PTSD. This is post-traumatic stress disorder. I mean, this they have all of the symptoms, maybe not immersive flashbacks. Right, right. <laughs> but other than that, uh, the, the standard symptoms for post-traumatic stress disorder are there. Um, so that's a lot of what we're... Um, I think that's what's so important. One of the things we talked about this week in the show is what are some of the causes. You know, and we have the genetic factor. Mm-hmm. We do have family, you know, dynamics. But a great majority of it truly is the PTSD issue. Oh, yeah. Trauma Trauma really relates and informs. Uh, responses to trauma r- relate to and inform a lot of our decisions in our lives uh, for many of us, you know, especially if they haven't been addressed or taken care of. And that, for me, you know, I, I got into the field um, and kind of by accident ended up at the Meadows, which is uh, allegedly the top trauma hospital in the world, you know, yes, depending on yes. who you ask, I think. And um, got some training there and, and really uh, came to that conclusion, like, holy moly, you know, the, the trauma piece really informs a lot of our decisions later in life. And um, I think it really helps to reduce shame, Yeah. you know, to understand that, you know, there really is a reason for an addiction. Yeah. And it isn't this whole character logical, you know, they have weak morals, right. they're weak people. It really is about, you know, there's a reason an addiction begun. And then there is character issues that can come in an oh, addiction sure. because there's the hiding, the stealing, the lying. Right. You know, the, the in, in more shame piled on top of more shame, which get, digs you deeper into the addiction. And, and it is just a very, that whole shame spiral is yes. so brutal. Right, right. And that's the, uh, you know, having the family understand that is actually very, very helpful for recovery. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and that's the thing I would have a lot of the times. Um, 
you know, when I would meet with uh, kids, uh, sometimes, you know, adult children was really the specialization for Silverway. We, we would work a lot with young people from the age of 18 to 26. And a lot of times the families uh, who were less seasoned or hadn't been through a family program or parents of addicted loved ones, unfortunately, wasn't nearly as big back then. You know, I had a lot of people coming from all over the, the country. Now I think they're in 36, 37 states. I mean, they're wow. all over the place yeah. now. But uh, back then there weren't the resources. Um, and so the families learning and understanding the dynamics of, of trauma and kind of uh, uh, how that informed the whole thing and, and being able to pull back from some of the um, the character uh, the characterological belief systems that undergird addiction a lot of the time was always very helpful for the recovery of the person, um, you know, the child. And it really is. They, they talk about it being a family disease, and uh, that certainly is what I've observed. It's a human disease. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> true. Fact, all humans are affected by it. That's true. In one way yeah. or another. And somebody who doesn't know an addict, and I'll, I'll exactly. find somebody who exactly uh, just doesn't know that they don't that they know an addict. You know? Well, and we <laughs> talked a lot this week about the difference between, you know, compulsive disorders, which is you know eating disorders. Yeah, and you sex know, addiction too. Yes, yeah. and sex addiction versus the true substance. We you know then we also talked about the difference between dependency. And, and actual abuse versus addiction. Oh, sure, yes. And, and so those are some pretty complicated concepts, but I think when people understand that, that we, ha- we know so much more about addictions than we ever have, right. and there's so much more help, and there's so much more support mm-hmm. and understanding, it, because, you know, for the most part, everybody would much rather have a physical problem. Yep. It's easier to talk about diabetes. Oh, for sure. Than I'm trying to heal from alcoholism. Right. So much easier. Well, and then it's particularly the case when you get into the um, um, the behavioral addictions, you know, the food, Absolutely. The gambling, the sex, yes. and, and things of that nature. And the shopping yeah. and the gambling. Yes. And, and, and really, truly, I'm so thankful for this being a Christ-based center because even still within the church, there's, there's a lot of judgment. Absolutely. And that is the most ungodly thing that we could do to humans. Right. Is that whole judging piece. Yep. You know, I, I always want to say to people, you know, they're like, well, wow, if, you know, one of the ways you let the enemy in is have an addiction. And I say, I guess, but you want to know the biggest way to let the enemy in your life? Judge. Yeah, have pride. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> Those increase your participation with the enemy more than anything we could do. Yeah. That's why I specialize in humility, actually. Yes. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I think I'm one of the best humility teachers around. I give lessons for free. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a true just, practice. That, that it's was an, a joke. I know. Just so we're, I just want to Because you're so humble. The fo- yeah, seriously. Yeah. You know, it's, it's. I know. So what's the most exciting thing about this for you? Oh, for sure. Um, you know, doing something that, that isn't being done right now. Um, being able to walk into a church and talk to a pastor and say, hey, I can help you because pastor, you know, pastoral counseling is uh, uh, a lot of times pastors are tasked with um, the desire, a real deep desire to help, but they don't necessarily have a lot of the training that a counselor has, and they want to make a referral. But therapists are crazy, and that's they a real don't challenge. Know, they don't know. That's exactly. not. That's probably not a very diplomatic. We just yeah. see the pride. Reference the pride conversation we exactly. had earlier. Exactly. But after you it's spend some time, it's hard to find a good one. It's hard to find a good one. <laughs> My job was to hire therapists for a while, and it was uh, it was pretty interesting. It was pretty exciting. You know, some of the folks who'd walk through the front door. License doth not uh, a great clinician make. That exactly. Is for certain. And again. Um, and so it's uh, it's nice to be able to say, hey, I have an you know I have an organization here, I have an institution where, 
you know, of the folks you can, you know, Sam Lample is the name of uh, the CEO and the clinical director, and he's been a fixture in the Christian counseling world down here for many years, uh, very well respected. In fact, uh, we've, we've had the program open for a year and haven't done much promotion at all. It's just been word of mouth related to him until just recently. So, um, uh, it, but it's, it's just great to be, you know, hey, here is a safe place where you can send your folks where they will get, um, you know, skilled, effective counseling uh, done uh, in a godly way. So it's do a you need market to have and a, a, neat, a neat space, a neat promise to be able to keep? Yes. So if if someone is maybe saying, well, I don't think I need residential or IOP, yeah. but I really am looking for a therapist and they want to start there. Do you have a, a referral base that you we do? We do. We partner. Sam Lample um, has a, a company called Thrive uh, Thrive Therapy, and it's uh, primarily Christ based and, and it's excellent. He does a great and it's, job. And it's here in the Valley. It's here in the Valley. He's got two locations, one in uh, Scottsdale and one, actually, the Way and Thrive share office space, uh, PRE in the 17. He has 17 therapists who uh, work with him, which is actually pretty nice for the Way because if we have somebody walk in, for example, with severe OCD, you know, in a normal institution, if you have two or three clinicians, you just don't have much to draw from. OCD is a real specific. Uh, yes, I should, it is. I should be, for those at home, OCD is obsessive-compulsive disorder. And so um, unwanted and intrusive obsessions that will show up uh, either mentally or sometimes will take the form of physical rituals. Um, so it, when you have somebody who walks in like that and you only have one or two people to draw from, you know, you, sometimes you do the best you can. Uh, sometimes you refer out. But in our case... You know, Sam has two guys who are, like, really, really good with OCD. You know, same thing. we got a guy who's great with sex addiction. We have, well, we have a sex addiction program, so um, uh, he's in. he works with us too. But, um, you know, whatever it is, you know, usually he's got somebody in there. And if he doesn't, he's really good about referring out and sending people where they need to go. But that's the biggest thing, I guess, if, if somebody asks me, you know, what do you suggest I look for in a therapist, is I just say look for somebody who has postgraduate training and certification in the area that you that you need. You know, all the therapists, um, you know, it's just like a doctor. You know, if you have a issue with your kidney, you go see a kidney doctor. You don't see your GP necessarily. Your exactly. General practitioner exactly. can help you point you in the right direction. But that's and that's what I find happening a lot in the church around particularly behavioral addictions. You know, folks come in and um, talk about you know compulsive sexual behavior or uh, gambling. You know, they have very predictable. Uh, backgrounds, very specific types of sometimes very subtle trauma uh, to pick up on. And unless you have some training and expertise uh, or personal experience or some combination thereof, it's going to be really, really challenging to treat effectively. Well, and I think that's one of the reasons I was so glad to have you on the show today, because we have so many well-meaning pastors, lay counselors at churches, you know, deacons, um, you know, you know, on staff pastors that that really want to help people and many times they get in and they start and they get really overwhelmed and buried right and then there's it's almost an abandoning of that person sure the shame yep. increases for that person the shame increases for the pastor they feel like Absolutely, a failure yeah and it just is something that the enemy just loves and so this is a way that well, we can exactly, stave some of that off and, and that is our thing 100 percent. yes and that's exactly what we you know in terms of the you know, you asked earlier about individual counseling. They don't want an IOP. A lot of times, uh, if somebody's just in need of individual counseling, you know, sometimes we'll refer them to their pastor or to some lay counselors or stuff like that. But that's what I really, really wanted to do 
uh, well, it, it, when Sam and I put this together, was uh, provide a service, you know, to get to a spot where if I'm a pastor again, uh, as soon as I get to a spot where I'm, I realize, man, this is not what I'm trained for. Right, this is, this not, is over my head. There is no seminary class on right. borderline right. personality. You know? Good Lord. That's exactly know. right. <laughs> so, Which are uh, my favorite clients. Are you, really? I do. I love personality disorders. Good for you. I do. Yeah, I, I enjoy them. They um, are in so much psychic pain right. that people have no idea. Yeah. They really are. But that's a whole different show. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, the, uh, um, so, so to be able to have uh, sort of a trustworthy, Christ-based source where you can uh, help those people and move them on. You know, one of my other goals, once things continue to uh, move on and, and expand with the way, is to set up a, a series of free sort of education classes for pastors, primarily oriented at knowing when to refer. You know, I like, think that's it's excellent. I've done some of that in the past, have you? which has been very helpful. The problem is they understand when to refer, but we have to collectively. That's one of the reasons I do. I'm doing this show is yeah. to get in our community the ability for people to know where to go, because it's scary to go look for a therapist. Oh, yes. And it's scary to ask your friends for a therapist because they may not want to admit that they're seeing one. <laughs> sure. And you may not want them to know that you want to see one. Right. And so you look in the yellow pages, you look online, you, you know. Yeah, it's not the sort of thing people look typically on post it's, on it's, Facebook, you know. It's really, you know, it's, there's still that stigma. And, and then you have to go and you have to pay. Right. And then if it's not a good fit, you paid. Right. You have to start the process all over again. You have You're to tell your story again. And yes, blah. and so it's a really, I'm, I really have a passion for really having providers every Friday so that people get to know who is in the community yeah. that they can that they can refer to because hearing a person's voice and the way they answer questions, that is so helpful for listeners to mm -hmm. be able to say, "Hey, I can connect with that guy. That makes sense to me. He speaks my language." Or They'll hear a person on the following week. They'll say, she really feels like I could fit with her. And so that's something that I think we can really be working on, especially in the Phoenix Metropolitan. We really need to be to be able to, to really get good help for all the Christians that are, and, and people that aren't Christians as well, you know, oh, whoever sure. is needing the help. Absolutely. That I think if we can do that, then there's a much better able, people will be much better able to go and get the help and our community as a whole benefits. Right, absolutely. So we have about two minutes. It goes so fast, it I really know. Does. It really this goes so very fast. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll do it again. I would love to. So what do you want to say, you know, to, to just say to the listeners in, in summary? Well, in summary, you know, um, uh, the biggest thing that I would say is, is uh, you know, we serve a God of love and a God of healing. And a lot of times what happens is, uh, you know, I think that in my case, in my life, uh, I know that Jesus can do anything I ask him to do. It's just a matter of what I ask him to do. And the beauty... And how, how able I am to be willing to do it. Exactly. And the, the beauty of uh, counseling and, and therapy, particularly Christian counseling and therapy, is I uncover the stuff that I don't even know I need help with. Or I uncover things that are informing my challenge that I didn't know were bugging me. Exactly. Yeah. So, so tell the listeners how to get a hold of you again. Hey, uh, get a hold of me is actually pretty easy. Just look for thewayrecovery.com. And the telephone number, in case you're interested, is 602-281-3249. Say that one more time. 602-281-3249. So and I hear the music coming. So It's here. Thank you so much, Greg, Thank for you. being here today. It was very helpful, and I'm really excited 
about. I'll have to come visit your center and see it. I would love that. Yes. So thank you so much for joining us today. You can listen to all these shows on the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. All the podcasts are on the website. Make sure you check out all the social media. have encouraging things for you. And I will talk to you next week. God bless you in this weekend. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version.